Welcome to the New Mind Creator Podcast with your host, Maurice, the New Mind Creator. Today, I'll be interviewing Chris Plorty. Please make sure to hit the subscribe button so that you receive alerts when new episodes are available on Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Chris, I believe that sports definitely helps us, especially growing up, being able to connect with other people for a common good or common goal Mm -hmm. and it gets us out of our individual selves a lot of times depending on the sport and life also is about a collect a collective unit as well but we also Mm -hmm. have to take care of the individual in order to affect the whole yeah i mean 100 percent. i mean growing up as um, playing sports, team sports from the age of four, I think I can remember my earliest memory, you know, just just going out and having fun and connecting with other people and learning the 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 rules of the game, so to speak. Right. We're, we're, we're the fun of it and having discipline to show up every single day and, and then watch your 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 skill set. Um, become more and more honed in over the years. And I think as adults, you know, if we for, kind of forget that a lot of the times that, that sports have really molded some, a lot of us to become the successful business people, the, the, the great parents that we are. Um, they, they taught us to deal with defeat, uh, failures, and then, of course, how to celebrate wins correctly, you know, and I think it's, it's vital as as um, as our whole being or if you look at the full spectrum of every area of our life, you know, that health and wellness and how we take care of our bodies is a huge, huge part. What was it like growing up when you were a kid? Where did you grow up? I grew up in a town south of Boston called Brockton. Um, you know, it's funny you say we, we had a huge sports team, uh, or sports, uh, influence. We were actually called the, the city of champions, uh, Rocky Marciano, Marvin Hagler grew up in that town. We had a, a high school football team that was ranked like number one division one in the country. Uh, we had, we were a lot of pride. It was a rough town, but it was a lot of pride of, of where we grew up. So sports for me growing up there was everything. I mean, that's all I knew was football, wrestling, you know, baseball. I mean, I think I played 15 years of baseball, 14 years of soccer, you know, just just that was what kind of molded us and gave us in a way back then our identity. And so when you succeeded at sport back there in that town, it was like this this huge, not about just um, about your fulfillment. It was about the town's, the community's fulfillment. So it was, it was a really cool place to, to, to be brought up and, and, and to, to build my foundation there, so to speak. It sounds almost like a rite of passage because I, I had no idea that Marvin Hagler and Rocky Marciano grew up there. Mm-hmm. Sure did. We, that was our, our football stadium was the Rocky Marciano stadium. We actually played with his grandkids and, um, coached by his 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 uh, his sons and stuff, so it was it was really cool. 
So, yeah. Now, yeah. So have you always wanted to do what you're doing currently when you were growing up? I know you were playing sports and really uh, immersed in that, but did you always want to do this or was this something that just came about? You know, it, it was always my calling, but I think as all of us, we get told and shown certain things um, by others that, that are just doing the best job they can to keep us safe, keep us successful, keep us happy. So as I came into college, I decided, hey, I'm going to what I want to I'm going to go after uh, business and get a business degree. So the 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 patterning or the thing that was instilled, especially by my mother, was go get a great job working for a great company that has great benefits and you're going to be fine for the rest of your life. Right. So I did that. I, I went, I got my business degree, business marketing degree. I interned at Walt Disney World, Florida. I got my doctorate so from, from there. Um, and. You know, I was able to get all these these great on paper jobs. I worked for Enterprise Rent-A-Car. I worked for Xerox. Did medical device sales. Um, you name it. And I, I was I did really well in these positions. But what I realized is, after about a year or so being working in these companies, there was something missing. There was a a, a lack of. There was a. I was unfulfilled. I. I, I dreading Mondays and I couldn't wait for the weekend. I just felt this sense of, ugh, I, 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 I couldn't describe it, but I know it didn't fill me up. If you were to ask me, what's your, how full is your cup right now on a scale of one to 10, I'd say five, four, but I didn't know what that was. But all along, I was still playing sports and working out and teaching classes and working with clients, you know, like uh, uh, personal training clients. And even though I was working for these companies, I was like, I love teaching. I love being in front of people. I love helping people reach their goals in so many ways. So what I have done is I, I took on the career of training and presenting and working in the fitness industry so that, and that's what really fulfilled me. That's what I was like, wow, I love working with people. I love teaching and seeing them, like I just said, reach, reach their, their ultimate goals. And just by, um, just by going through these motions, I was like, I want to go deeper into what makes them tick. What is the mental game here? You know, it's not just about losing weight. It's not just about um, becoming a guy used to present. So I used to train trainers and, and, and certify instructors and so on and so forth. I was like, what is the magic potion here? So I would start presenting at different conferences and different workshops on how to become a, the best fitness professional you could. And what I soon realized is that what I created or what I what I what I found was this works for all areas of your life. And the deeper I worked on myself, the deeper I was able to take people, not I didn't take them, they did it on their own, but we were able to really play or get into the mental fitness aspect of it all. And it just kind of evolved into, all right, we're going to perform really well in one area of our life, but what are the tools that it's going to take to be 
<clears throat> spiritually fulfilled. Personal relationships are are doing great. Your finances are taken care of. Yes, your health is is amazing, and and your professional career is firing on all cylinders. So those five areas of your life, the, the things I became a, a student of, and I was able to just develop this career that manifested into conscious performance coaching. You're a conscious performance coach. And in what ways can mind, body, breath work, and meditation affect our Mm. physical health? Oh, my gosh. So many ways. (laughs) So we'll start with, um, let me, I'll tell you the story how I got into breath work. I was, I was teaching meditation and um, at a studio here in Los Angeles and um, just, just bringing people into silence, into quietness. You know, meditation is so good just to connect with the soul, to catch the thoughts, to calm the mind down, to reset the nervous system. And, and a lot of people do it, and it's great for you, of course, but a lot of people find it's very difficult because there's, you're just sitting in silence, and silence for a lot of people is hard. And so during that time, I was able to take my first breathwork class, which is a, a, a holotropic deep breathing exercise that you would do for, say, 20, 30, sometimes longer minutes. And I got up from that first class and I was like, oh, my God, I got to teach this. This is phenomenal. How I felt, the connection I had to my body, the layers got peeled off, the masks were taken down. I felt this sense of calm, of peace, of just serenity that just came over me. And and I embarked on a year-long training to to teach that. And that's a huge part of my coaching night right now is being able to teach people how to reset their nervous systems, how to recover properly, how to heal. Some people have mystical experiences. Some people have very physical experiences. Some people get off and go, I don't know what just happened, but I feel lighter and I feel more connected to myself. And sometimes you can't even explain what happens, but it's a big part of, of, of connecting to your soul, of, of really just going, all right, who am I? Like, who am I really? What is my goals in life? What is my purpose in life? And if we're not able to really feel those emotions, like so many people don't want to feel, uh, then how do we know what that true purpose is? How do we know how to, what direction to go into if we're always pushing down something that, that we, don't, we don't want to experience? Because it's hard. And what breath work allows people to do, and you know, meditation in some way, shape, or form, is feel the feelings, feel the emotions, get vulnerable in, in the process and release a lot of this, this stuck energy that's been coming up for so many years, but now we get an opportunity to, to release it. And, and it takes courage. It's not an easy thing. It's called breath work. But if you can get in the practice of doing it on a regular basis, um, it can be life-changing. Listening to you talk, it sounds like the weight issues, a lot of people, you know, suffer with weight issues. It's a really a symptom of the true problem. And the true problem is the inner turmoil that's going on that you are helping people navigate their way through by 
you know, that breath work, mind, body, mm-hmm. meditation. Yes. You know, it's, it's funny you say, like, it's exactly right. Um, because as a working in the fitness industry, how many people would, would come up to me and go, I, I just want to lose 20 pounds or 10 pounds, or I want to get a hold of this, this, you know, unhealthy body, and I want to start feeling better. <laughs> and what happens when we're really able to go into it is we get to the root of the emotional um, hindrance that happens, right? It's not about losing 10, 15, 20 pounds. It's not about completing a race. It's about the journey and the experience that you get to go through in order to get to that, to that finish line. And so many people just want to cross that finish line and say they did it and give their egos a high five. And that's great. But where I think the missing piece is, is what is it that you're not getting in your life and how can this help you receive that so you're more fulfilled? You know, I work with a lot of um, uh, executive CEOs and, 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 and all sorts of people from all, all, all walks of life. And one of the questions I ask them, I ask, I say, how fulfilled are you in your life? And, and they might have all the money in the world. They might be set for life financially and this and that. But when, I, when you really get down to the nitty-gritty of how fulfilled are they on a scale of 1 to 10, and, they're, and they get real with you and they're truthful, and they're at a 4 or 5. And then I ask them, how, if you're only at a 4 or 5, how, how can you give all of your best self to your family, to your business, to your career. You're not operating on all cylinders. They're not getting the best version of you. And how can we move that, that, that fulfillment level up to nine or 10? And that's part of the work we do is getting all areas filled up, not just one, but all areas. And it's, it's a really kind of hard question to, to face, to accept. You know, but once they do, it's like, okay, the acceptance is the hardest part. And once they can accept where they are, then we can start to move forward and and implement the new habits that will get them there. And it's a journey. It's a it's a challenging journey, but eventually it's it's completely worth it. Can you help shed some insight of on describing an individual's authentic self? Mm-hmm. So I think uh, authenticity um, comes along with vulnerability, right? Authenticity is 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 something that I crave. It's I want to have a deep, authentic relationship with the pe- people in my closest inner circle, with my clients. I want to I want to be able to to talk about whatever is on their mind. I think when we're not being authentic, we're pushing away certain things in our life that has happened for us, not to us, if that makes sense. So a lot of people have gone through some really challenging things in their life. And part of the work is accepting or reframing that that situation or circumstance has happened for us not to us, 
And there's a big difference there between victim mindset and ownership mindset. And when we can look at those situations and go, oh, this is how I grew. This is how I, 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 I acquired these gifts because I went through this challenging time. We, and again, I'm not dismissing, I'm not trying to be com- not compassion, compassionate to, to certain things that happen to certain individuals and that, that are really horrific, but they happened. And all we can do is look back at them and say, what did we learn from this? What, what things, how could we have grown from this? And then how can we now take those gifts and put them into play, put them into service so that we can make what's around us a better place, the people around us better individuals? And I know when we start to do the work on ourselves, it's almost like you give people permission that are closest to you permission to do the work on themselves. It's like they're leading by example now. And, and that's the whole key is to answer your question is owning your life. And this life was given to you for a certain reason. And these challenges and the resistance that comes up for you is happening to you so that you become a stronger, more connected individual. What are some ways an individual, you know, can gain clarity, like begin gaining the clarity that they mm. need in order to further their lives for the better? Right. Right. I, I think it, it, the clarity comes in so many different ways. Right. It's it's first of all, accepting where you are. Right. The acceptance is is key. Once you accept, let's use the example of someone wanting to lose 20 pounds. Right. Well, where are you right now? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't stepped on a scale in six months. Well, let's step on a scale. Let's, let's get some blood drawn. Let's look at your nutrition. Let's write your food down, right, to see what you're actually consuming, right? So it's like, okay, here I am. Here's where I'm at. It's hard to look at, but we're going to move forward, right? Then you're getting on a program, and that program is catered just for you. So it's not about taking on – you know, when I cycled, it was like, I remember Lance Armstrong was a big deal. Everybody wanted to know what he did for training and they followed his training regimen, right? Don't look at it as I'm going to follow this person's training regimen or, or life's regimen exactly. Know that your best coach is the one that exists inside, right? Listening to that coach that exists within you is so, so, so important. But it doesn't mean you can't seek the help of someone else, like a coach, um, a therapist, um, uh, someone to help guide you and point the mirror up and put together some suggestions that you could, you could put into your life to get you to that next level. Now, action is key, though. Action is so key. And a lot of people miss this. They can want it. They can feel it. They can get excited about it. They can talk about it all they want. But unless they're getting into action on a regular basis, they're not going to make the moves that they need to or move in the direction they want to. You can't just go to the gym once a week or once a month and expect to lose that weight. You know, you're going to have to put yourself on a program and do something every day to get you there. So maybe for some, it's, it's, writing, down, it's, it's writing first thing in the morning. 
Maybe it's committing to a breath work or meditation practice. Um, it's calling somebody and saying, hey, I want to change careers uh, and I love what you do. Do you, would you mind spending 15 minutes on the phone with me or meeting me for coffee? But it's, it's the action you're putting out or the energy you're putting out to the universe that is really going to determine where you're at or, or what you're going to get back. I call it the ROE, return on effort. When you put that effort out there, the universe is going to hear you and it's going to go, okay, I see you. And the changes will happen, but in the time that is just right for you. Not, not when you think it should have been done, you know, a month from now, two months from now. And that's the whole patience game is showing up every single day, committing to falling in love with the journey that's in front of you, right? That's the key is fall in love with the journey of becoming your greatest self and just show up and get excited and trust that it will ship, that it will happen for you in the just right ways, in the just right time. I like the fact when you were talking about, you know, we don't need to follow another person's life exactly. Because mm -hmm. there are some things they may be doing that we can't even see or calculate. Because I remember the Cosby show. I used to watch that as a kid growing up. Oh, yeah. Me and too. Mm -hmm. You did? Okay. And Pam, who was a character on their um, a cousin, they call her Cousin Pam, who's Erica mm -hmm. Alexander, a brilliant actress. And she was uh, studying with her friend Charmaine. And they would be studying and they would be playing and doing all sorts of things while they were studying. And Charmaine, her grades, she began, she got A's when they were studying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and Pam was failing. And she was like, I don't get it. She was talking to Charmaine. I don't get it. We do the exact same things. And we study <laughs> together. And Charmaine, yeah, yeah. And she was like, no, we don't. When I leave here, I go home and study again. And yeah, yeah. She thought they were doing the same thing, but they really weren't. That's why they got mm -hmm. different results. And so in yeah. that, what you were saying, we don't have to follow another person's, you know, life exactly because there are some other things that's unique to us that we 100%. need to be true to. Yes. You, I mean, great, great example. Great example. But the other thing is, is how do you learn what works best for you? Right. Like my wife, you know, during this, I, for, you know, prior to the pandemic, I would, you know, be out working at different companies and teaching classes and I would be gone all day long and I would be in front of two, three hundred people a week and uh, personally. And then when this happened, I, you know, was fortunate enough. I have my office slash gym at my house and I was in front of, you know, how many Zoom calls or phone calls every single day. And what I found what I found and what my wife pointed out to me, too, is like you're not as productive if you're sitting in front of a computer all day long, that's not where your strong suit is. So like if I'm going to create a presentation, right, I can get that, that hit of where I'm creating that presentation or what I'm going to do. And then I'm going to go off surfing for, for an hour. And during that surf session or that run is when the real fine tuning comes into play because my body is of a heightened state for me 
right? The, 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 the ideas start to flow and I go, yes, that works. That doesn't work. That's amazing. You know, I mean, I'm a very, when my body moves, the energy flows and I'm much better at that. Some people are great sitting in front of a computer for hours all day long, creating and doing some people, you know, you've got to find what works best for you. Some people have a photographic memory speaking to having good grades. Some people don't have photographic memories. They're better at, at just standing up and speaking orally to a group where others are better writers. So finding what works for you and what calls to you, it's almost like what follow your joy, like follow your joy and what brings you excitement. Don't look at somebody else's plan. Go, what works for me? And when you can really tune into that truth, that's when the, 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 the things are going to start to shift. So this, sure. go, this goes in line with what you're just saying. In what ways do you help people unleash the greatness that's already there and mm-hmm. own their own unique stories? Because I believe that everything that we need is already in our lives simply awaiting our recognition of it totally yes yes and yes there it is and when i say unleashing right we have we all have a deep well of wisdom and that wisdom has come through life experiences so one of the first things i'll do if i'm working with a client is i'll have them write down those major situations that happen to them in their life. But for me, the very first um, challenging situation, when I was 12, I lost a sister that, that was almost nine years old from a heart, heart condition. And so I, yes, was it hard for my family and my other sister and my parents? Absolutely. Was it, was it, was it just one of the most devastating things that happened to us? Yes. But what I learned in that time was I was able to look back and remember how, what amazing soul she was, how brave she was, the, the, the light that she was for the time that we got to, to, to have her in our lives. Right. Then later we were able to give back to the heart association and, 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 and different charities in her, 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 in her memory. Right. So that, so that if this happens to somebody, else they're able to kind of that maybe we get to save somebody that might or a kid that might have this heart condition you know another example that i'll give something else is like the mothers of um the mother who lost her daughter to uh drunk a drunk driver another horrible situation terrible but she was able to take that situation and create uh mothers against drunk driving which ended up saving hundreds and thousands of lives Right. So when I say look at those situations that happened for you, right, even though they were hard, how did you grow from them? What gifts came through that? What did you do? What what did you find out about yourself in that situation? So we're able to fine tune those moments. There might be four or five or six, some seven, eight, maybe. And we're able to really look at those lessons and get those gifts, drag those gifts out, get you to own those gifts, right? And a lot of people are too, they play this humble game. They try to be too modest with, oh, well, maybe I do. No, I want you to freaking own your gifts. I want you to own who you are. 
right? Not You don't have to be cocky about it. You don't have to be uh, over the top. But I want you to, like, step into your power. Not, like, in, not let like you're just, just kind of timidly moving through life. This is what we're here for. We're here to live this life and then look back and go, that was a great ride. Right. And, and not stand and watch from the from from the stands, but be in the middle of the arena where 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 life is supposed to be played. Right. So owning and unleashing those gifts are able, and, and those gifts also align with your passions. Right. Whatever you're passionate about, then we can take those things and put them into action and be in service in some way, shape or form. So that is what. I generally do. It gets a little bit more detailed, but um, but it can be really effective. It gets people to kind of hone into to who they are and what they what has happened for them. The death of your siblings sound like a really challenging time for you know you and your family. I know mm. for some navigating to go through with that. What was the most challenging? moment or thing that you had to go through in order to get where you are right now because before we accomplish something there's always a challenge what did you have to overcome you know i think there there's a lot i'll speak generally and then more specific um there is there is a lot of of people in our lives that we love that we, 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 that are going through some challenging times. Right. And, and one of the things I learned and I, and we all, because we're, we're, we, we all want to help those people and we want to be there for those people. I know my parents, you know, they're still alive. They would do anything for us. Right. But what I realized is that we, some people aren't ready to make that change quite yet, even though you might want it for them really, really bad. And you, your heart, your heart sinks every single time they might not step up to the plate or, or do something that, um, that, that you think they should do. They're not ready. And one of the hardest things I had to learn was accepting that, that they're not ready to go into that next level. And that goes for my family, for my friends, for my clients. And when I could let go of, I could, I want to be there for them. I let them know that I care. And if you need something, I'm here. But when I was able to kind of let go of, okay, you're not ready yet, but when you are, you just let me know. And the prime example, the more specific example of that, it was my dad, you know, in, in his alcoholism, <clears throat> my, my dad's a great man, huge heart. Right. And, and he was he he's been through a lot. You know, he lost his mom when he was a teen. I mean, of course, my sister. But he's, he's battled with alcohol and he still battles with alcohol. And I remember getting really upset with him as a kid and then getting compassionate and getting sad for him and this and that. And, you know, he was there doing the best job he could with the tools that he was taught. He was an only child. He lost his mom when he was young. He was kind of just. You know, he didn't, nobody really taught him how to, how to be a, a father and give him those tools. And I can remember younger, in my younger age, you know, early, early teens kind of resenting that, but then realizing, you know what, he's, he's a great man and, and, and he's making these choices. 
And when I could let go of that huge disappointment of, oh, my heart's breaking every single time he picks up a drink, it's like I was able to set a little part of me free. Am I still there? Do I still have conversations with him when, when, he's, when, he's, when we're able to talk? Absolutely. Do I still love him? Do I, am I grateful for who he is, is and, and what he has given to me? I, wouldn't want, I would not want him to have grown up anywhere else and with any other parents. I, I like thank him for being the man that he was for the for he, that he is for the lessons he has taught me directly and indirectly, right? And so accepting <clears throat> that this is his life and he's making these choices really kind of set this part of me free. But I can still love him to, to like like completely, fully, wholeheartedly love him, but I don't have to allow myself to kind of uh, uh, go into the deep, dark, you know, depression because he's making these choices, right? I can have compassion for him, but I can also put up a boundary around myself so that I can still be the best father I can for my two kids. And I can learn from what he has, again, taught me directly and indirectly. It sounds like you took the perspective of that happened for you, that situation with your dad happened for you, and you chose what to do. It was your reaction. A lot of things in life happen, you know, but it's our reaction to it that dictates how we will benefit or how we will self-destruct because of it. Beautifully put. Beautifully put. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that is, that is it. It's, and, and it goes back to, are you going to be a victim to your life or are you going to be, are you going to own your life? And when we can step up and go, how can I take this situation, this circumstance, this person that's in my life, no matter how much they trigger me, Right. And go, what are you here to teach me? How are you here to help me grow? And, and that takes effort. That takes work every single day. You know, I had a friend who um, went through this horrific divorce. And I remember talking to him a few times a week. <clears throat> and it was just like, she did this and she, 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 she. Like his triggers are getting lit up every single time. And the big perspective shift for him was we were at this gathering one one night and somebody said, well, what if she is your biggest teacher? What if she's here to show you the man you were meant to be? You know, all those triggers you have with her aren't hers. Aren't She's not doing anything to you. She has already shown you who she is. So why can't you embrace that? And go, what is the unresolved trigger within myself first? And it was like this big aha moment for me. It's like, oh, I get it. Like, this is, she's here to teach me. You know, they still got their divorce, but they have a great co-parenting relationship now. And he's able to look at himself in a better perspective. My, uh, one of my teachers, you know, when we were going through a training, when anybody in, the, in our trainings had a conflict, um, 
he would take the two people to the front of the room. And he's very calm. He was my breathwork instructor. Very he read energy beautifully. And he was just like, he had a nice little smile that he would bring people up. It wasn't anything super serious. But he wanted to resolve. He wanted to sh- make a point. So he'd bring the people up to the front of the room. David Elliott was his name. Is his name. And he'd have them sit in front of each other, look into each other's eyes. And he goes, okay, I want, I want you to tell, tell him what is what the problem is. But before you do that, I want you to start with a judgment I have about you that's really about me and then state whatever that is. And then the other person would receive and say, thank you. And then the other person would say a judgment I have about you that's really about me. And then they'd state whatever that was. And then it would go back and forth three or four times. And then usually it'd end in tears and a big hug. And it would be like, oh my God, this is really about me. These are my triggers that are unresolved. Life, Peter Crone says this, life presents you with the situations, circumstances, and people to show you where you are not free. To show you where you are not internally free. And I I love that statement that he says because it's so true. It's just like we're here to become free within ourselves and it's an inside job we're here to 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 be fulfilled life wants us to be happy life isn't trying to take you down and show you what a bad person you are and tell you it's not fair if you we open up our hearts and our souls and we take off the masks and the layers of armor that we've taken so many years to put on if we take those off and we really open ourselves up to the possibilities, these gifts are all around us. We just have to say yes to them. Instead of saying, no, I think it should be done this way, that's your ego. I was supposed to do this and this, and then it was supposed to go to A and B and C and D, and it's not going that way, so therefore I'm not going to (laughs) look and open myself up to that. Life doesn't work like that. It, It brings you the things that come in for you in the right times in the right ways but there has never been a time when somebody goes i followed step a b c d e exactly like the instructions on my lego kit when i was a kid life doesn't do that you get to the top of the mountain and you look back and you go oh i see that was the route i was supposed to take and i understand i was supposed to learn that lesson from that person in order to get to this net situation and this next situation and blah 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 and it all unfolds perfectly and then you get to climb another mountain and you're a little bit sharper and you're a little bit more confident and you start to trust that i can't see the path up perfectly but i trust it's going to unfold when i get there And that's the way it is. And then I'll get to the top of this mountain and I'm going to enjoy that journey even more. And then another one's going to present itself. And there we go. Welcome to life. And then we die and we look back and say, how'd you do? (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, it sounds like not fighting with life, but trusting that we are going to get to the top of that hill that we set our sights upon and not trying to be so uh, rigid, uh, I should say, because A, B, C, D, and when we see D and we hadn't gone to A yet, we're like, oh my goodness, like take Mm -hmm. it back. And so it's important to just be in that 
allowing space and trusting space. Yeah. It's, I I like to tell my, my clients it's fighting's over fighting. You know, you can, you can step into the ring and you can fight, you know, but it's time to learn how to dance. Mm. Like it's time to learn how to dance with, with, with life as opposed to fighting because fighting gets exhausting. You know, you get to the place where it's like, oh, I got to put my hands up again. And you're always on the defense. Um, and, and it's and, and there's all these skills that we have. And if in the perspective is how can we flow? But so many of us are conditioned to get into that river and immediately start swimming upstream against the current, where if we just kind of let go and let ourselves be taken by the current and maybe navigate a little to the right and a little bit to the left to avoid a rock or two here, then it becomes much more fulfilling, right? Doesn't mean resistance is not going to show up. Resistance is, is supposed to be there. If we didn't have resistance, we wouldn't get physically fit. But if we didn't have resistance, we wouldn't have, be emotionally fit. So the more resistance that you see, you can make friends with it this time instead of, instead of going, no, I don't want you. Why are you here again? Well, that's the ego. And that's why it's so much harder is because we're, we're fighting every situation that comes up as a problem, as, as opposed to an opportunity. It's so, like the go ahead. Go ahead. No, nope, go for it. It's like the boxer roll with the punches. Mm-hmm. And that's how we ought to do with life. We roll with the punches. That's the only way you can become a champion because if you tense up and you become hardened, you get knocked yeah. out. Yeah, you you got it. Right there. You know, I mean I that was the biggest lesson I learned when I wrestled. You know, I used to get so tense and anxious and my whole body would be like whoa what's happening here you know and oh I gotta wrestle this person this was in high school and then what I realized was the person in front of me wasn't my biggest opponent the person inside me was the person I saw in the mirror and when I learned that and I learned to flow with that person my me that's when the success came that's when the wins came it wasn't about getting riddled with, with anxiety and fear because of who was in front of me. It was looking at myself and going, you're either your biggest opponent or your biggest ally. And that's what I had to embrace was that it was about me. It wasn't about the person in front of me. You've helped so many people with your perspective and getting, getting them to see the brilliance within them Mm. what what do you have a website do you have what things how can yeah contact you (laughs) yes my website is chrisplord.com um and i have you know there's free breath work there i have some new uh virtual courses coming out um i have uh, discovery calls if people are interested in checking out what could coaching be for me you know i'll do a a free discovery call to kind of see, is it, is it right for, for you? And is it right for us? Right. Maybe I'm the person for you. Maybe I'm not, but um, yeah, there's so many different ways. I do different groups here and there. I work with different organizations. I just got back from Cabo. I did a big CEO 
conference out there, which was beautiful. And there's different modalities and tools that we get to use, not just about showing up and talking, but there's different things that can bring us to our edge that are really, really powerful. And um, I love to introduce my clients to those things uh, that just show us how we're showing up in life. And when we can see that, then we can start moving in the direction that we're supposed to move in. And we can fall in love with the journey of being our greatest selves. So, What is your one to grow on? What valuable piece of information would you like to leave our audience with? Hmm. You know, I think I just said it. Like, life is meant to be enjoyed. The journey is meant to be this amazing, uh, just endeavor that we get to go through. We don't have to go through it. We get to go through it. And when we can shift our language to, I get to, I'm, I'm here, I'm doing it for love, I'm not doing it because I have to, that's when life starts to change. And the perspective that, 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 that we get to look at things with starts to shift, we become a lot more happier, fulfilled, and ultimately free within ourselves. So, and I wish that for, for everybody listening to this and, you know, just accept where you are and then get into action, however that looks for you, because there's some great gifts ready to come your way if you are. Thank you for listening to The New Mind Creator Podcast with your host, Maurice, The New Mind Creator. This podcast has been sponsored by Abundant Sports and True Serum. Head over to www.mauriceflornoy.com to receive more motivation and insight to help create your new mind.